0: $99 a beer. It one down. Around. By- beers in the basement hello everybody welcome to beers in the basement I'm hearing all kinds of things from somewhere and I don't know what that's from oh that's better that's better uh beers in the basement season two I don't know what episode this is because I've gotten all confused with what episode numbers so i'm just gonna say season two and i have a guest today and my guest today super sneaky guest that i don't think i've ever made an announcement about is my name is jay dugan jay dugan
1: yeah
0: hi jay what's up Petey? welcome to beers in the basement how are you good i'm great how are you i'm gonna ask you (laughs) awesome you're gonna ask me (laughs) as i'm taking a drink yeah as you're taking a sip of your water and uh i've just been you just brought to my attention that you're you're doing the keto thing. I am, yeah. And I have beer. So does that mean you're not going to drink it? <laughs> no. I'm not. I'm <laughs> it's gonna, okay. I'll, I'm dr- going
1: to drink this water. <laughs> I'll drink
0: for both of us because that's what I do. Yeah. Uh, so I have you here today for a couple of reasons. Something's bugging me out about the sound of this right now, honestly. And I'm trying to figure it out. And I think it's because I have your mic up so high. Well, whatever. Fuck it. I'll try to deal with it. Worst comes to worst. I'll take my, my cans off. Okay. We have a
1: movie going in the background. Cruel Intentions. (laughs) (laughs) When was the last time you saw this movie? Oh, shit. I don't know. I think probably 15 years ago. Right? That's about right.
0: Yeah. And it gave me weird feelings when I first saw it. Yeah, it was super (laughs) weird. It was was
1: confusing because it was sexy, but it was so just naughty and like... And that She's, girl's trying to fuck her brother. Can yeah. I curse here? Yeah, no. What oh, are you talking shit. about? Oh, it
0: again. <laughs> you can't even control yourself. Of course you can curse. It appears in the basement, dude. You can do whatever you want. Just keep your pants off. Um, well, that's debatable. Dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, Cruel Intentions, dude. I, and I saw this and I was cruising. What I do sometimes is we have a couple of the movie channels. Yeah. And um, my my TV watching regimen is always so, I don't have one. Yeah, And every once in a while, I'll get a couple minutes, and I'm like, oh, there's so many choices, I don't know what to do. Yeah, same. I'll put on just cable, and I'll flip, and I'll be like, oh, fuck, Cruel
1: Cruel Intentions. intentions. I haven't
0: seen this in 15 years. Let me just (laughs) put this on. And I'm like watching it down here as I'm getting ready, and I'm like, I'm totally gonna put this movie on again when Jay gets here, (laughs) because it's so great. what a fucked up movie. I love it. It's awesome. Yeah, it is a good one. So I brought you here today, though, because um, you're my friend. Yeah. But- you're one of my one of my new friends. Yeah, I would consider it because yeah. it's only been a couple years. Like, yeah, like two, two 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 years ago, right? Yeah, and uh, I think for a friendship, especially for me, I'm 42. Like that's new.
1: Yeah, I think it's new. Um, and and I don't really like people, so I mean that's the whole <laughs> well, other side of it. Well, I feel like that's maybe a
0: compliment. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure, but you're here. so a compliment, definitely. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, but I always found you fascinating in the sense that you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to dive into that a little bit. And what's okay. interesting, I gave you a little um, sneak preview b- by by prefacing before I hit record. I said, mm-hmm. this one's going to be a little unusual because what I like to do generally, I have this notepad. Uh-huh and i'm like oh so and so is coming over and i want to like do a bunch of- I-, I nothing nothing, Noth- nothing awesome. on Jay. cool and um are you okay with using your last name something i like yeah, to because we're going to promote your business we're going to yeah. talk about what you do for a living so yeah
1: absolutely so j dugan here yes um no notes on you dude is that good um were you like google searching and nothing came up or c-
0: yeah kind
1: of <laughs> o- honestly that's exactly so do you- do you have linkedin premium because i was creeping on your
0: linkedin today yeah and, uh, I'm like, I'm like, all right, let me, I, I want to at least have, I like to at least have a couple sort of go to yeah. notes that I jot down. Uh, I say to myself, okay, I can hit that. I can hit that. Even if I don't do too much homework on it, little jump off points. Mm-hmm. I was having a hard time with you though. Yeah. I'm but- sorry. I like to keep a low profile. Every time we've ever hung out or had a conversation, though, it's been whatever. So yeah. I figure, fuck it. Let's let's, let's roll. It. And if if this sucks, then it'll never see the light of day. <laughs> I'm like, Jay, who we're just gonna sit <laughs> and watch cruel intentions. Yeah, so we're just gonna watch TV <laughs> and watch me drink beer. Uh, so I want to start out with. So it's beers in the basement. I did pick up a beer. Yeah. Uh, I like to talk about that for a couple minutes. And this is good because uh, one guest I had in here, he didn't drink beer. So I got Mike's Hard Lemonade and he's like, bro, because he was doing the keto thing. Mm. So that ended up being whiskey in the basement because he's like, (laughs) (laughs) whatever. But it was a lot of fun. Uh, But you don't, you don't, you're you're kind of abstaining from alcohol. No, I'm a vodka drinker. You're a vodka. Yeah. Well. No, yeah. I, but I'm ketoing right now. So, uh, okay, because I was going to give I'm a little f- shout out to my my friend at Mill 6 Vodka right there. Oh, the, the hemp infused vodka. Well, then maybe we'll try that. That's, uh, I'm down for that. Okay. Why don't we try that first so you can get a okay. taste so I don't like mess up my... And, and it'll be nice because um, Mill 6 Vodka was down here a while back. Okay. And I was super excited about him. And I'm actually posting that episode tonight. Oh, Awesome. Part of what's difficult about what I'm I'm trying to accomplish here is that I'm recording you today mm-hmm. which might not be posted for, for another couple weeks. Yeah. So if we hit some sort of hot topic like uh Jeffrey Epstein or something. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to comment anyway, so it's okay. Well, that'll be swept <laughs> under the rug or people murdered and like I wouldn't be allowed to talk about it <laughs> for fear of my life anyway. Um, but so, so that's the trouble that I'm having here. Um, but I am posting mill six vodka tonight. You don't drink beer. I have mill six right here, which I think is an awesome product. And I like to try a little bit. Yeah. I like to promote him when I can. So let's do that first. Then we're going to check out the beer. Then we're going to get into your, your, into, into your head a little bit. Okay. All right. So, um, let me reach over here for a second. I wasn't expecting to grab this bad boy, but. Eric Chalowski, I've been putting a major dent in this fucking bottle here. Major dent is an understatement. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) There's like none left. Hey, Eric, do you mind dropping more off? Because I like finished it pretty much. He did give me two bottles. So there's another one up there, but I'm like scared to open it. Just a little sippy. Some for decoration. That's what
1: you got to keep the other button up for.
0: Well, that's right. Right? I I like the look of it. And check this out. So this is so perfect. Oh, my God. So not only is this gonna be a fun promo for uh for Eric who I'm posting tonight, who will hear this back and I'm pouring a little bit in my glass too. Just a just a little sip. Um I love this stuff, by the way. Uh so check this out, Jay. Yeah. Uh, you're a graphic designer. I am. Now by accident. I, but yes. It, by accident, really? Yeah. How the heck you just like I like this. Or, yeah, kind of. I just
1: designed something That's with... exactly how it happened.
0: Really? Yeah. Well, tell me about that.
1: Do you want to do this? First? I don't know.
0: Do do I have ADD, so this is difficult also. All right, let's talk about this first. So take a look at this label, and yeah. I'll tell you what I know about it because I have zero retention for yep. any sort of memory thing. But from what I remember, we have a white birch actual wood oh, wow. label. Uh, so it's, it's actually very big. It's like finely shaved wood or something that they managed to print on. But not only did they do that, they do this foil embossing on it. Oh, yeah, with the on gold it, which or with it, the green. Right, which is, uh, from what Eric tells me, an industry first.
1: I believe that. And um, I've never seen it before.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, that's so, awesome. So from a graphical standpoint, this dude um, had some backers, said, we like your idea for this hemp-infused vodka, which is what this is. It's a uh, white tea and ginger... Uh, sorry, it's hemp, white tea, and ginger flavored vodka. Yeah. And uh, his backers liked the idea, so he came up with this conceptual idea uh, which looked a lot more childish than this. Uh, It had like the pot leaf floating in it, and there was pot leaves everywhere all over it and stuff like that. But as they went, you know, through the process of designing and they their brainstorm sessions. They developed brand and kept it a little cleaner. <laughs> well, yeah. Fucking right. And you it's know all I about do. that. It's exactly what you do. So this is fucking relevant. <laughs> uh, let's take this sip real quick yeah. and then we're going to live in your world cheers. a bit. Hey, cheers. Thanks for
1: coming over. Oh, that's good. Right? Yeah, it's got like a sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have
0: that give you the chills yeah. kind of bite. It's just smooth.
1: Yeah, that's nice. I like
0: it. So, what do you think about this? Um, what do you think about this label? Uh, label, and be very candid. I think it's
1: cool. If you have constructive criticism about it, no, I'm sure it's Eric awesome. wouldn't mind hearing that. No, I think it's awesome. It looks great. It's unique. It's got some nice texture to it. I think that's cool.
0: I like something with texture also. Yeah, there's something more tangible. Makes it you feel ex- a little. It looks special. like an
1: expensive vodka.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think they did a good job with that. (coughs) Uh, Okay, so beers in the basement. I'm going to bust this out real quick. That way I have something to whet my whistle also, and you're not going to participate in this. However, one of the first things that I um, mentioned when I started this podcast is I never wanted it to be about drinking. Yeah. Like just about drinking. I end up doing it because it's a fun icebreaker or whatever, but if somebody doesn't want to drink, that's
1: all good. It's not like peer pressure in high school.
0: No, exactly not. It's... (laughs) (laughs) Fucking drink, pussy. Uh, <laughs> everybody all, else, all your friends doing are doing it. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, my way was not more peer pressure. That was actually physical. <laughs> that was it's a little like aggressive. aggressive. Yeah, <laughs> uh, peer pressure was like, "This is so cool, man. You want to be cool like me, don't you?" <laughs> uh, but what I wanted is, I think everybody can appreciate with uh, with booze, even if we're not drinking booze, all the design stuff that goes yeah. behind it, and and that's what originally made me say. Jay's going to be fun down here. Yeah. Uh, so for today, I picked up this Trogues, and it's called Perpetual IPA. And the guy at the the liquor store who's now, I walk in on Tuesdays, and he's like, all right, what are you looking for today? What <laughs> what kind of person do you have in today? That's awesome. And I'm like, I got this graphic designer. I don't think he's much of a drinker, but I want to drink it, but I also don't want to spend $14 on a four-pack of some <laughs> fancy-ass beer. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I got you, dude. This is Trogues. I think they're from Pennsylvania. And I'm like, yeah, I think you're right. Because he was trying to turn me on to something from Connecticut. And it was like 15 bucks for a four pack. I'm like, no, nah, fuck that shit. Look, this is the scene
1: um, where the dude bangs his sister.
0: Does, does he actually? Because uh, I don't. I don't really remember Do they actually have sex? I don't think so
1: I don't remember And I think they're step This was like step. a book though, right? We were supposed to read this in high school? Wasn't it like a book? <laughs> did you is this something that I just fucking <laughs> created on my own? I,
0: I remember like Catcher in the Rye I don't remember <laughs> Cruel Intentions being a book in high maybe school Maybe I'm confusing this with something else <laughs> I think maybe you are It's okay I don't know
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so great Yeah, that makes a lot of sense That is probably not Oh, that's cool. Talk I like m- it.
0: Talk to me about it. What do you think about this? Um, so this is the Trogues Perpetual IPA. And as I open mine, and I'm going to take a sip, and you yeah. do your thing. I'm curious about it because I have some thoughts on this label myself.
1: I like it. I mean, I think that I mean, beer branding is is hard, and I mean, there are agencies that like just do that um, specifically. Because I mean, when especially when you're a smaller company, you want to, and you're getting shelf space, you want to design something that like will really stand out in the marketplace.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I like going to a liquor store and almost just looking at the artwork. It's like you're in a little mini, not museum, but art gallery. And
1: you get a good idea of the personality of the people that are are making the beer. I mean, based off of what kind of design elements they're choosing and and what what the personality of, of their company is.
0: That's a really good point. One of the brainstorms that I had today where I was thinking about what would make it relevant to have you come here Uh, I honestly didn't have the coin. I was... Nothing. You want me to leave? (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Podcast over. (laughs) Stop using up my oxygen in my basement. You're too much of a fucking (laughs) oxygen sucker. Uh, No, I was thinking like getting a bunch of beers and just showing you the labels and and being like what how does this make you you know and, and shit like shit talking everybody else's work. Yeah. That's what I love to do. B- but I would think so because that's <laughs> part of the pro- creative process. I mean shit a little bit. There people do it with everything. Yeah. Music, other podcasts, art, yeah. certainly. And that's why you put it out. Part of it is the expectation that other people are going to criticize your creation
1: yeah or or just take some kind of take something from it and turn it into something else I mean right I I I say that jokingly like I think it's it's too easy to be a critic in the world these days like everybody has something shitty to say about everything right and um I, I give props to anybody that like puts themselves in that arena like just to create something like that
0: Just to create something like that and putting your personality out there and your creative sort of uh, interpretation of something. Yeah. um, It's it's a form of expression. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. However,
1: sometimes you legitimately have people that just put out garbage. Yeah. But, I mean, there's something. Some people put out garbage intentionally. Right. How do you. Because people talk about it. How do you find what's. It's just subjective. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't right. fucking mean anything. Right. What makes my opinion matter? I guess it it doesn't. Exactly. I'm going to leave now. <laughs> Bye again. I'm done. Just kidding. Come back. I love Thank you. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my, my TED Talk here where I just annoy every guest and they leave me alone. It's all part of a social experiment.
1: Um, but yeah, it's just subjective. It doesn't mean anything. So like and that stuff is all completely subjective i think the thing that people especially in design need to take into consideration is like who's using their products i think that's a hundred times more important than so they want to appeal
0: or they want to so that's interesting and it gets it is so psychological based yeah because not only are you trying to sell a product i mean Mm -hmm. let's to the point that's that's the whole point of all of this is you're trying to sell something and by doing by by appealing to certain audiences you want them to pay attention to you yeah. and in the end buy whatever it is that you have to sell yeah. whether it's a beauty product whether it's a beer wh- you know whatever um and that that in itself is like a psychological study okay so you're trying to appeal to a certain category and mm-hmm. uh, now is this man that's that's true
1: where is your where's your forte as in like from a design standpoint from a design standpoint um I, primarily branding like logo design that's that's primarily what our business does
0: okay so how do you how do you go about the process if someone if i were to say hey man i got this um I don't know. Uh, what's, what's a product that you see me selling or peddling? Give me anything. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. No uh, I'm looking <laughs>
1: around the basement. But the yeah. process kind of stays the same. Like, I, this guitar pick. Yeah. And I call it Pete's Picks. Yeah. Uh, can, you first go through who uses the product. like, And not only just the, the majority, who are the majority of your users, but like who are the people that you want to try and appeal to. And then you find a, a way to bridge all of those people. Visually.
0: Do you have any special techniques that you use when you talk to a client to try to figure out who they are? Or do you just kind of work off of you say, hey, fill out this form. Hypnosis.
1: Hypnosis. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we I, we don't use a form like we'll sit down with the client and really try and, and, and pinpoint. What they've done previously, what what experiences they've had before, again, right. like what their users look like, what the the journey the user takes to get to the buying phase, yeah, all of that stuff is super important.
0: So you try to get to know your client, or or, or your team tries. Yeah, we to run
1: get... we run them through like a two hour facilitated discovery
0: of, and that probably helps them fine tune. You know, maybe their whole marketing strategy. Ninety five
1: percent of the time, they don't know. They've never thought of this stuff. So uh, I'm making a little note here yeah, that's okay. because as we
0: talk, I get excited. Um, when you have a new client, mm-hmm. you probably have them come in. Um, well, before we get to that, how you had mentioned when we first started this uh, this Mill Six Vodka here that you fell into graphic design I accidentally. Did. I
1: did. I mean, does for, it- yeah, for me, it was just like um, I always knew I wanted to own a business. I okay. wanted it to be mine. I didn't know what it was going to be. But like I vividly remember having like six year old me playing with Hot Wheels cars on the floor and like. Driving my Hot Wheels car to my business, whatever it was. Really? Yeah. At six. Yeah, I was Holy a fucking shit. weirdo. That that is, <laughs> that's really weird. Yeah, like I just always knew that that's what I wanted to do. Like I just didn't, I, I didn't, I never took direction real well. Right. Um, I, I w- it wasn't like a strong suit of mine. Like I just always wanted to do my own deal and, and do my own thing. So like, I always knew that that it was going to be mine, whatever it was. Um, Something
0: where you can call the shots. You're yeah. you're the guy. Yeah absolutely and how did that how did that steer you towards graphic Gosh, design yeah
1: um well my family grew up big race fans so okay. like huge nascar fans my uncle raced cars we grew up around race cars all the time i'm like i come from a long lineage of auto mechanics
0: is that right <laughs> yeah okay yeah, my from, dad, from my grandfather,
1: like- my uncle like everybody mm. in my family was an auto mechanic and um my dad owned a gas station during the gas crisis, which is super interesting. In the seventies, and I've never talked to him about it. Really? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> never. <laughs> you never, because I I've never no, but I it happened, it was there. I've just never really dove into it, but it is super interesting. Um, and get uh, him on the podcast. I know, so, right? Yeah, fine. that'd I'd be awesome. You want me to, to leave again? Out, right? <laughs> Bye. Bring your dad. You're born. <laughs> so so design came from. Um, I mean, obviously, anybody that's seen a NASCAR race, there's logos on everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, they they go to the extreme. I mean, tell me about it. How how yeah. far
1: does NASCAR go? I mean, to- yeah, they issue your shoes, they issue your socks to crew members, everything, top to bottom. Everything has a logo on it. Everything has a brand on it. Every brand on everything has a price tag to it.
0: And you're talking about <clears throat> literally. When you're watching this shit on like network television yeah. and they show those inside car cameras with a little label around the GoPro, fucking yeah. everything yeah. from like a sticker on the guy's fingernail, like promoting something. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Oh, This is the scene with the chicks kissing.
0: <laughs> I do like this scene. Oh, Sarah Michelle Geller in that.
1: Oh, stop. Selma Blair!
0: I, I, Selma Blair! I have to, I, I have to keep talking, Jay. But okay. I want to turn my head and I want to watch this because it's so hot.
1: <laughs> you have your back to it. Uh, I um, do. You're just, <laughs> you're like this is so the scene
0: where the chicks are kissing. Back
1: to NASCAR. Thanks for pointing uh, that out. Uh, <laughs> it's like you knew. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. uh Yeah. So, so um, my family was always involved in race cars. So the the love of branding kind of came from that. Um, and I would play video games as a kid and, and draw race cars and stuff like that, which eventually led me to designing race cars professionally.
0: And that's what you're doing right now. A part, of, a
1: part of what you're doing? Kind right? of. It's, it's kind of what I was doing. Things have really transitioned over the course of the last couple of years. Now we're doing a much more small to mid-sized business work doing branding and, and design on that aspect. But for a while, it was just designing race cars.
0: So from so from being six-year-old Jay Dugan yeah. and playing with Hot Wheels and being like, I'm going to park my car at my own business, uh, w- w- we kind of transitioned from uh, having that sort of family history and background with advertising in the racing world being crammed down your throat to some degree. Yeah. Uh, you, you kind of had that thought of this is what I want to get involved
1: in. Yeah. I mean, not yeah, Yes and no. Um, so I, I, in high school, one of the only jobs I had was working at a sign shop, um, like hand painted hand lettering signs. So I did that. Um, and that led me to now. What well,
0: was that job? Just, you also felt because they were hiring, you were, a, yeah, you know, a punk kid that I just needed a couple bucks. fifteen, and you, <clears throat> Yeah. Okay.
1: And um, that led me to like doing my own, business in the sign industry which led to racing designing race cars and ultimately like doing nascar branding and driver driver branding
0: that's so awesome have yeah. you ha, are you on nascars
1: uh i mean i have, i've been on race cars yeah yeah definitely that's um, so cool but more of the stuff that i did was like we would take young drivers and, and kind of create brands around them and then pitch them to sponsors and develop all that stuff
0: so you take uh 16 year old kids a 16 year old kid that's doing the and you invited me to to one of these yeah, races we in the, the arena, arena yeah um, which was really cool <laughs> and I just want to tell the folks real quick uh, we did this indoor what was it, was it sprint
1: car racing yeah so they were uh, micro sprint cars they they are 600 CC motorcycle engines in them uh, on dirt at the arena in Trenton right um, and a client of mine the indoor auto racing championship they run um like arenas all all up and down the east coast running cars inside so that was like one of our dirt events which is the only dirt event we do and then we run uh cars that are called tq midgets which are basically like small race cars <clears throat> excuse me and uh they run on uh 750 cc motorcycle engines, so it's like a crotch rocket engine strapped to a race car it's running like go indoor almost. it is a go-kart on steroids right
0: yeah. and it was so badass and when i was at the event uh you were nice to give me you know, the press all access. I I was like climbing on the rafters. (laughs) while I'm like, I had beers. I'm gonna go like climb rafters or whatever. But it was really cool to see you in action. You're wearing like the headset. You're like, all right, cut the camera too. Okay. We got to go here. Oh, we got this uh,
1: person singing the national, like you're running the show over here. Yeah. So what I do there is there's, there's basically, it's like an amalgamation of like uh, a NASCAR event and WWE and monster jam all together where we've got, actual competition on the floor like it's not staged and and you have people i mean i was walking
0: around a little bit and people were so fucking passionate enthusiastic which it's it's crazy because from we're we're basically in trenton new jersey right now you don't necessarily think that this um for lack of better words like more southern oriented i feel kind of vibe to some degree uh but no fuck it there was so many people there that were like rooting on their driver and i'm yeah. like oh my god this is a whole subculture that i didn't even know existed there was fans there these these kids i want to call them they're, they're like 16 they're, yeah. 17 years old riding these or driving these uh these these mini sprint, sprint cars, cars uh yeah. uh in, in full like sponsorships and they're signing autographs and all the girls are like oh my god you're the coolest Yeah. Like, it,
1: it was really fucking cool yeah it it's really awesome, and and that's basically the environment that like I grew up in with racing. Okay. Um, and now, so what we're able to do in the arena with the access to like the video boards and the lighting and all of that stuff, um, I basically run all of the show aspect of the event. So, so all of the production to to... side of stuff, um, anything that's like not competition related. Gotcha. So we're we're dealing with the cameras that are on the big screen and all of our sponsors and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: And they really make it a a fun event and. That that's really cool because um it's not just about racing the cars yeah Uh, you have that aspect but then Jay Dugan steps in he's like that could be that could look sexier yeah well it
1: was really just like the combination of of all of the things that I'm passionate about like uh, theater and racing and branding and stuff like that yeah
0: so with um with theater in particular yeah is that something that you've explored uh, recently
1: as far as maybe no, but I mean, you know, Nat- my wife Natalie. Uh, yeah, she's an opera singer. She has a musical theater background, so it was always interesting to me. And you say that very casually, and I just <laughs> want to. My, my wife's an opera singer.
0: <laughs> I want to reinforce the fact that your wife really is an opera yeah. singer, <laughs> yeah, and she's she is. fucking amazing. Yeah, uh, super talented woman, and and you know, th- maybe I'll have her. So I'm, I don't want her to. You know, this isn't about her, but I just wanted to. J-
1: no, listen, she's a Again. big part of, of of me and my success, and everything. we've been together for 19 years this year. And that's the other thing that I've yeah. always found so fascinating about you. You guys are high school sweethearts. We are. Yeah, we started dating my senior year of high school, and never, never, never. That's, it's been yeah. you guys yeah. It's forever. since then, for, yeah. for
0: coming up on 20 years. 20 years, yeah.
1: Holy shit, dude, from yeah. high school to 20 years. I feel like that's so romantic, it doesn't happen anymore. No, I mean, listen, we still, we've been with like six different people. They've just all been the same person. It's just like... Because right. you guys morphed. We, we just We're not the same people we were when we were 17.
0: So that's funny that you say that because I've always been a firm believer, and I heard this somewhere, and I don't know what it was, but... So there's a science that basically says you you you, you literally like recreate your whole body... Every seven every years. Every seven years, yeah. right? And um, there's something that says, and these these fucking assholes like will fact check me. I'll get the goddamn email. Like <laughs> you're you're an idiot. But uh, from what I remember, you you tend to uh, you. So you have your 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 relationships that sort of stay throughout your life, which a lot of times is your family, yeah, um, or your your friends from back in the day Mm -hmm. but your social circles uh kind of tend to change every seven years also Mm -hmm. and i feel like the two uh correlate with you being evolving into these different people as time goes on also absolutely and uh i think that's one of the biggest challenges in relationships is to be like oh um you know I'm I'm kind of turning into this person, and you hope your partner is sort of morphing with you, yeah, uh, to some degree. But
1: well, my wife was smart; like she set ground rules for our relationship, like right from the get-go.
0: If you want to cheat on your keto diet, I promise I won't tell anybody. No, no, I'm just saying. Thank you, though. And I saw you looking at it for a second, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh my god, is he going to go for it? <coughs> no, um, okay.
1: Yeah, so she set, like, ground rules for our relationship right from the get-go that was... And we're, like, super different people. We're very, very different people. You are different. I've hung
0: out with both of you. You're way different people.
1: And uh, she just had a real, real good grasp on things and was able to, like, steer this mess of a ship that I am into something that was manageable. Well, I think, but, you know, you have your (laughs) strengths... Yeah, you
0: have your strengths. Don't yeah. say that. You're not a mess of a ship. You <laughs> no, got, but I mean you're... when it
1: comes to that stuff, I, I yeah,
0: all right. I uh, uh, that's fair. But I, you have I, someone to kind of like keep you in check and yeah. ba- bounce you out a little bit.
1: Yeah. So, so back to so the racing thing. So coming from like her experiences in theater and witnessing that and watching that and and, right. and it always interesting me. It was they literally called me and were like, hey, so we got this thing and we don't really know what it is, but we think you'd be good at it. And okay. and that's how the gig kind of came together. And then they gave me free artistic reign to do whatever I wanted with the show aspect of it. So, so they
0: said, here, here,
1: this is the event. We have to race these, like, five races. Yeah, we're gonna do these cars. You just kind of maintain everything else. Man. Yeah. Do you know how cool we could make that? I know. I could, like... Bring rock bands and you know fucking (laughs) and like (laughs) it could be really a fun show. Trenton's one of like the more limiting arenas. Like some of our some of the arenas that we go to are like they've got such cool stuff. And
0: is it limiting really? Because when I go there and I don't have much experience in the so I've been to arenas, but not the behind the scenes stuff. Yes, the big ones. But Trenton, for the folks that aren't from the area, is uh it's an arena, uh but it's it's. Smaller in size Compared to What you would
1: call An arena But yeah, it's, it's big enough That it has its suites Around the top Yeah and, you're looking at Like a minor league Hockey team arena Is it like, f- like How many 60, is it five I think it's like 6,500 people 6, In okay. the Trenton arena Yeah um, But they bring in Major shows Like they bring in Disney on ice And concerts and Sure wwe and all kinds of stuff like that but from yeah from like a technical standpoint like it, it's more limiting than a lot of the places we go to where we have control over like lights and strobes and stuff like that where we can really tune some stuff up
0: do they give you your creative freedom though i mean do they say like hey we we have limited equipment here but you can do whatever you want with?
1: oh it. yeah absolutely yeah absolutely that's pretty awesome yeah
0: huh so you, you took these events, and now you're, you're doing – how consistently are you doing those?
1: So we just run indoors through the winter. So all the guys that race with us race outdoors at racetracks. All during the,
0: like, warmer – All
1: during the summer, all during the warmer months, right. all over New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah. So we only run – all our races this year are in January, February, March.
0: And that's um, it, it, and that's your level of involvement when it comes to racing. So not only are you helping brand and create, which we didn't dive into too much, yeah. but you're <laughs> fucking. All over. I know, dude. <laughs> this <laughs> fuck. I need to like really, and that's why I take notes. But even when I take notes, but like my path has been so it's been all over and, the place. Ah, like, all right, well, we're a good match then. Um. So you've been doing the design of not only the visuals of these cars and maybe uh some of the branding that yep. these guys are wearing and rocking and stuff but you're helping th- th- these young drivers, drivers these yeah. up and coming guys and girls that are like well it's and, more on like a, And they fucking take it serious, right? I mean well, I mean is,
1: it's a, it's professional sports. Right. I mean maybe not on that level but I mean when we have guys that are are running NASCAR races every weekend like it's professional sports and they're right. 16. And the, but like, they're
0: aspiring to bigger and better things i mean that's and they why are. they're doing yeah, it yeah
1: ultimately they're aspiring to bigger and better things but they're still on tv every week right and like right. that's that's a huge mind fuck when you're 16 years old and then suddenly fucking like right. you got to talk to reporters and especially with the way the world is today where you say <sighs> like,
0: <laughs> you're on a podcast right now jay I, yeah <laughs> you're gonna call you, me and be like fucking you, edit you, tweet that out
1: something five years ago and and the world comes back to find that right, right. so when you're 16 like they don't you don't know how to talk to people. You don't right, know right. what you should and shouldn't say in the media. You don't you don't know necessarily know those things. So, I mean, we would sit down and, and run tape from a media standpoint, just like any team would from an actual sports like football standpoint, or whatever. We would just, run mock interviews, and then we would watch tape on interviews of what happened, what you said, maybe you shouldn't have said, and stuff like that, right. all the time. So you're helping these these kids, yeah. And that's kind of fizzled out for that. our business a lot. Like it's okay. not really. It's not, it's not a big part of what we're doing now. Like it was a big part of what we were doing probably five, four or five years ago, but now we're working with like small businesses.
0: Is that where your focus is now? Yeah,
1: definitely. Uh, Yeah. When my kids started school. So I grew up in Hamilton, New Jersey, and I was born, I was raised everything. And then when my kids started school and I would see people that like I grew up with and they have businesses and mm. I'm flying to Charlotte to do work. It's just like, right. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So I kind of repositioned, re- refocused things there.
0: And you said, I want to focus on small businesses. I just wanted to put becoming... down roots.
1: Like when we moved to Hamilton, Natalie was performing a lot and she was in the city every day, every week. Um, and the plan was always to, to not stay here permanently. Right and and then we had kids <laughs> and all our families here and it was just like this is stupid why why, why would, we, would you want to go why anywhere? would we go anywhere else yeah this is where your roots are yeah and um so yeah so we ended up staying and then my kids started school and.
0: So the note that I made um, yeah. when we were talking earlier, and this will segue real nice, is yeah. it literally just says local,
1: local, uh, because
0: yeah. I wanted to touch on that. You're you're proud of being local. We're in Mercer Absolutely. Mercer County, New Jersey. Yeah, uh, your roots are here, uh, and, and it sounds like from what you just said is that you're focusing on small businesses, maybe around here. I'm sure you're, tr- you know, doing your thing. You're you're open to anything. However. Um you even just recently got some some workspace locally. I did, yeah, tell yeah. me about that a little bit because I think the um, I think it's important for uh, it's, it's exciting because you're a, a young entrepreneur that is proud of being local and you support local and not only in the sense of you say it, which a lot of people I think do, and you fall into the trap of um, just being one of those people that kind of say local this, local yeah, that, it's and the, the you, cliche, right? Yeah. Like it's cool to it's do cool or whatever. You did, yeah, you're actually doing it. Yeah, um, to the point where you you rented actual business space in uh, um, a part of town where some people are like, well, I don't know, yeah. but it's. But it has some beautiful spaces.
1: Absolutely. Can you tell me about that a little bit? Yeah, so uh, for the last five years prior to this, I'd been working from home, which had its benefits, definitely, Um, but the plan was always to grow the company, and- um, I felt like space was was one of the first parts of that so because you were rocking out in your living room for the most yeah, part right yeah I mean that's much. where your office is. it was yeah and I didn't need anything else and, and it was comfortable. I was coming out of kind of a weird situation from a work standpoint um, in a bit of a transitional phase and uh, had a lot of work but didn't really need anything big. I mean again I was flying to Charlotte periodically to, to work with clients and stuff like that so I didn't really need anything. And um, it just kind of came to the realization that, like, like, all right, we just need to, to to grow this and move forward. And a lot of that came with, like, some just, like, limiting mindset stuff, limiting belief systems. Well,
0: I mean, if, if you're sitting in your living room and you're trying to be creative and you're saying, I've been here for a little while now, maybe it lends itself to not only just a change of scenery but maybe saying, hey, fuck it. I'm going to take that leap and really yeah. – Kind well, of go for it.
1: Yeah, and it was also just like like I'm a self taught designer, so it's like there was a there was a, like a lot of things that I had to get past and, and struggle with that, or just like imposter syndrome and stuff like that, um, and just moving kind of past past that and getting past like some, some what's
0: imposter syndrome?
1: Like just the concept. I it's I guess it's like the concept that like y- you feel like everybody's going to find out you don't really know what the fuck mm, you're doing Yeah, and fake it, it till you make it. But then kind of, if you're yeah. faking it and someone figures someone you figures out, figures you out. Yeah. But the difference is, is like you, you do know what it's almost like, like career dysmorphia <laughs> It's kind of like, okay. like a body dysmorphia. Um, Yeah. So like you, you, you feel like you don't really know what you're doing, even though, I mean, I've had big clients and done really great work and just still didn't necessarily feel comfortable with, where things were or what i was doing um so yeah so so we we my wife and i kind of sat down and, and we decided to focus on growth and, and building this organization and, and building the business and moving forward with things
0: and you you decided to invest local
1: yeah so we found this cool space um i i've always been like a sucker for like industrial yeah type places and, oh yeah yeah and um i had like I had a, a a dream location that I wanted to be in. And, um, it was like, I would, when I was like sad and feeling shitty, I would just like drive to this building and sit down there and be like, someday this is going to happen. Someday this is going to happen. And, um, the opportunity came about and we moved in to a different building up the street.
0: Uh, But, but the general area area is the same
1: place I wanted to be. and, And stylistically, it's exactly what I wanted to be. And like, um, the building is was built in like the late eighteen hundreds. That's so cool. And uh, it's like this old factory, and they 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 refurbed it and kept a lot of the original elements of it. A lot of the characters still there.
0: Trenton, New Jersey, right?
1: Trenton, New Jersey, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. I've seen pictures of of your studio space. Uh, Why don't you give a quick plug to your Instagram or wherever else you want people to maybe check out this stuff.
1: Uh, So the business is called Radical Creative Company. We do branding, web design, vehicle wraps, uh, social media for small and mid-sized businesses. Um, And uh, yeah, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, all of that stuff.
0: Radical Creative.
1: Radical Creative Co.
0: What happened when I Googled you guys? do you already know? Have you Googled yourself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: right. Right. I ran into yeah. a couple of roadblocks. Yeah. There's I'm some, like, what the fuck? I know. We've been so busy with actual client work that. Yeah. We, yeah. Plus it's like kind of lay a little low yeah. right now. I'm comfortable with it.
0: I, I mean, if you're that's, that's great. If you're busy, that's awesome. But I'm like, I'm going to do a little research on Jay. You, you
1: need to search Jay. I, you know, yeah, that's
0: exactly what I did. I ended up having to search Jay Dugan Rag- Radical Creative Co. Yeah. Uh, because apparently there's a couple companies with radical and creative. Yeah. And some of them are like just websites for sale. Yeah. That aren't anything. <laughs> but there's one that is something, I guess. And I'm like, this isn't him. I don't care about this shit. Like, what is going on yeah. here? Yeah.
1: Is yeah. It, so I, I we're a little low key right now. I mean, yeah. we're still building. It's a startup. Right. So, yeah, they're still that we're trying to lay the groundwork for everything.
0: OK, well, yeah. I, I, I mean, you would probably recommend someone follow you or check you out on Facebook or Insta, right? Versus- yeah. Or
1: just follow me personally
0: okay jay dugan
1: yeah i'm super fucking inspirational
0: (laughs) (laughs) that was very bold of you i'll tell you that you've got you rock this hair which has become like your trademark trademark uh and you definitely have a very specific look to you yeah so if anybody is interested in um checking that out definitely check out jay dugan or radical creative co yeah and that's that's what's up. Um, and going back a little bit, I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna do a quick little peek over my shoulders here.
1: Yeah. Okay. I say yeah a lot. I just yeah. realized that it's now a, that I can
0: hear myself. What's fucking crazy about podcasting in general is every time I listen back, and I struggle with this all the time. And my wife hears about it, and I I literally lose sleep over the fact that I say, or something.
1: Oh. Really? What a dumb yeah.
0: go-to phrase. Or something like that, over and over again. I get overly critical, and now in my everyday speech, I have this, I have these wheels working in my head, where mm-hmm. suddenly I'm censoring what I'm saying right before I'm. I mean, it's, this podcast is making me fucking nuts.
1: Yeah, you can't worry about that shit.
0: It's making me nuts. So when I have a couple beers, I just let it go mm-hmm. because you sort of lose your inhibitions, you lose your um, sense of. Over analyzing everything, mm-hmm. but then I listen back and I go, Oh, god damn it, I kept saying this or I kept doing that. Or I oh. get, and the only reason why I'm bringing that up in a sense to make it relevant is because I brought it up originally. Well, <laughs> like that you fucker, <laughs> what I was gonna say, it's so true, uh, is that when you're designing stuff, uh-huh. you are probably your own worst critic. Oh, yeah. And that's how what, long did it take you? I remember you at my living room table, like talking about concepts of your logos and logo. shit like yeah. that, and you're beating yourself
1: to death about yeah. every little curve and you yeah. know, color. Well, doing your own stuff is the hardest. Jesus, it's fucking hard. It's really fucking hard. And you're
0: your—I mean—that saying is probably one of the most true sayings that I've ever heard. Is you're your own worst critic. Absolutely, everybody is, though. Who's not? Right. Yeah. But the biggest, you know, you put it out to someone out there. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even notice you were saying, are you fucking kidding me? I yeah. said, um, 32 times within like a four minute period. Other people just doesn't they register. Have no idea. Yeah.
1: And, and here I am losing sleep and other people are like, ah, whatever. I think that's with everybody with everything when they're sensitive to it. Once they're always you- hypercritical because you can see the flaws.
0: You can see the flaws if you're trying to put yourself out there. That's why I give credit to anybody that actually does try to put themselves out there. The man in the arena.
1: The the what? The man in the... Don't you know the man in the arena quote? What does that mean? It's Teddy Roosevelt. Lay it on me. I don't know it. (laughs) It's It's a fucking great quote, though.
0: Okay. Something about a man gonna, in the... You're going to look I'll it up, Google aren't you? It. All right. I'll buy you some time by talking about it for a okay. second.
1: I'm not going to say it. Uh, I'll just show it to you. When, <laughs> no, I want you to say it. What do you mean show it to What's me? It's like a long quote. <laughs> oh, fuck it then. Google Wait, it. God. Google the Teddy Roosevelt man in the arena quote. Do I have to make a note about this? Yeah, do it later. Man, no, in, the, in the show man notes, you'll find the, the,
0: the... No, don't yeah, say that.
1: <laughs> what is playing?
0: I don't know. That's you. Is Yeah.
1: Roosevelt
0: at the oh, it's Siri. Paris, it's France on April twenty third, nineteen ten. I I thought you weren't. <laughs> I thought you weren't a Mac guy, dude. I'm not. It's whatever <laughs> Most... Android Siri is. Oh, it's better than Siri. It's uh, <laughs> that
1: was serious Black.
0: That's that's another Harry Potter reference because I, I got nothing on that. Some of our listeners know that I've been a
1: Harry Potter geek recently. Oh, really? Recently? Like this is a newly developed thing? Yeah, that's awesome. what brought this on randomly um
0: i had an epiphany maybe five years ago Mm -hmm. where i said i wanted to read
1: more okay because did you like the actual books actual books okay
0: i always hated reading growing up Mm -hmm. because i read slow i'm like partially dyslexic sometimes Mm -hmm. um There's just some kind of fucking mental block. And I think the biggest thing is I read slow. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not feeling the story, you ever have that sensation where you're reading something and you're seeing the words and you're reading them, but literally nothing is sinking in. Yeah. You could read a paragraph and you're like, what the fuck did I just read? Yeah. It would be like that all the time. Uh Probably because, you know, I was a a teenager and we were told to read, say, Catcher in the Rye, for example. And I'm like, don't tell me what to do, but I still have to pass the test. I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to read it. And I just, I don't know. There was some kind of mental block. But a while back I said, look, I want to start reading. And I started out with some fundamental books by uh, Dean Koontz, which is like the dumbed down version of Stephen King, which is the best way to describe it. No offense to him because I think he's a great writer or a great author, but he just makes it a little more palatable for the general public where yeah. Stephen King, I think is on a little bit of a different level and I, I can't hang like, yeah. he's, you have to be prepared. So lack of better words. He's too smart for me to some degree. Like it's hard to read his books. Um, so I started with Dean Koontz and I started jumping around a little bit and, uh, I, and I, and I got through a couple books. And I'm like, holy shit, I kind of like this and it's nice laying in bed instead of looking at a, a screen. Yeah. You're looking at this paper, uh, And I would just sleep so well. Hmm. Just sleep well. I said, uh, I'm just going to keep this up, you know. Um, And then I was reading a garbage book one time. And I kept just uh, uh, every night making these fucking sounds. And Monica says, just fucking read this. And she hands me Harry Potter. And I'm like, I kind of had this. I wasn't into Harry Potter. I was you were more too a, punk for Harry Potter. I was too punk for Harry Potter. Yeah. honestly, I was too I thought I was too old. I yeah. don't have kids. I'm forty two. like I don't know. It just didn't it didn't sink sync, sync up with what I was doing. I was more Lord of the Rings movies. yeah, that was my my thing. Uh, and I read the first book. I thought, holy shit, this is fucking great! And I'm so I mean, it's like <laughs> the greatest books I've ever read in my life. I've never read any of them. They're dude, they're so good. Uh, but yeah, that's so that's that's what I'm reading these days. It's very exciting. That's awesome. Yeah, but um, that's what, I do a lot of Audible. I haven't tried Audible. Mm.
1: I like the Audible, but I
0: I I was listening to a lot of talk uh, radio. Mm-hmm. When yeah, I had more of a commute. Yeah, because I think yep. in my car or during a commute in general, Same. It is really an ideal time to indulge in something like that. But now I, 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 I just don't have the time to do.
1: Yeah, the books on tape. I would do thing. a lot of Stern in the car. Fucking love Stern. He's like such a great interviewer, dude. He's the he's like the best
0: interviewer. Yeah, literally the best. I always had issues with him with his. Uh, uh, you know the whack pack and stuff like yeah, that yeah. where they would have these characters and i don't know too much about it but i mean i've been listening to him since the 90s um and he had some people and i would get a little turned off here and would, there yeah me too when some people have clear just disabilities that are yeah. exploited a little bit to some degree and it was just a fucking turn off yeah but when he talked about his personal life and when he interviewed when he i was yeah. so fucking hooked Man, he yeah, he's good. But now fuck it. I'm I'm not gonna pay him and his XM slash serious empire yeah, for millions of dollars. I fucking want to. And when I had it in my car for a little while, mm-hmm. when I bought my car, you get the like free trial or whatever. Yeah. I listen to it all the time. All yeah. A-list people. Um and now it's funny because I get the email from sirius or from xm and they're like oh five dollars a month for a year whatever i'm like dude sign me up everything except howard 100 and i'm like yeah okay
1: you have to that's pay premium point. and he fucking knows it that he runs all of this shit yeah i really like the on demand though because i'll just go in and listen to the interviews and that's nice fuck yeah
0: you're oh, god i i, I kind of want to get it again just for that do you have an extra
1: password? I might. I wasn't gonna say that. <laughs> M- maybe oh, we really. could talk about that. Fair. Maybe we can edit this out. <laughs> yeah. Just in case. I'm not editing anything. <laughs> I just
0: want your goddamn password. <laughs> I want. I want to listen to that shit. Uh, that's awesome. He he is one of my heroes and he, definitely
1: a part of. Um, I don't know why I'm down here. Yeah. I podcast a lot too. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Do you really? Yeah. Okay. A real lot of podcasts.
0: Uh, I listen to. I've listened to some Joe Rogan. And a little bit. I like yeah. him. He's he's like the the uh, new generation Howard Stern. Yeah, yep. Different. I'm not calling them the same. I'm just saying that they have that, that Zilla- same attention grabbing. Right. Yeah. They have that same power that Howard had. Uh, Joe Rogan gets now with the younger audience. Yeah. Um. And I've listened to a bunch of his episodes, and he's so su- su- super smart and
1: good and interesting. Knows about everything. I fucking like yeah. King of useless information, yeah. like and, Tim which Tim Ferriss too. I listen to Tim Ferriss sometimes. I don't know who that is. Oh, uh, he's like a, a, a another guy that does podcasts, and obviously, <laughs> and that's what we were fucking talking about. Yeah, it's okay. Um, yeah, and he he knows a lot about a lot of stuff and a lot of interesting characters. He's a good interviewer too.
0: Okay, and he has um, guests coming in. Yeah. And does that whole thing?
1: Yep. Okay. Yeah, like a long long format with one guest.
0: One thing I noticed was there's a lot of beer podcasts out there. I can imagine. If you Google or beer if you podcast. go to, yeah, beer podcasts, there's fucking endless. None of them are in the basement though. Well, no. Well, there might be. I think there, there is, <laughs> I think I saw one that was also, but the funny thing is, for example, beers in the basement. How much have we talked about this beer that I've had like three of? Three of. No, I don't know. There's still a bunch that are full here. I've had two. Um. <laughs> But we haven't talked about it at all. No. Because I don't want this to be about just beer. That's awesome. I that's good, though. I find people like yourself super interesting, yeah. and that's what I, I want, want to lie, talk about. But okay. Dude, you're a <laughs> fucking young entrepreneur. And You have an opera singer wife. I do. You have two, like, perfect kids. Oh, and I wanted to mention about that. So, yeah. you have two kids. I do. These kids are, like, from another... Uh, I don't even know what to say. They're they're from another genre. They're from another planet. Yeah, they're from another planet to some degree, uh, but in we a got good them way. In Area fifty one. They we oh, rated wow, it, dude. I'm fucking working <laughs> on it hard because I want to see them aliens real bad. Uh, they're just super sweet. Thank you. They'll say hi, and you you know how are you or hey I want to show you my you know my bug collection or you know yeah. I'm kind of ad living here a little bit that's yeah. not necessarily what they're into but
1: they're personable they're sweet they give you that eye contact they like we work really hard you know, at it and listen a lot they came really great kids um, but we we really I mean even through our own experiences I mean our job is to teach them and to tr- do our best to raise them as smart intelligent, good citizens valuable to their community and I mean and a lot of it comes from us I mean I I can't teach them how to be good people if we're not good people and that's 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 the primary thing
0: you have to lead by example absolutely and I think you guys do such a great job with that thank you because that was even Monica I mean we have conversations about that every time we get done hanging out with you guys we're like we can't believe their kids are so good because we're in the demographic right now all of our peers have kids. Um, some of the kids are assholes. Yeah. Some of the kids are super sweet and mm-hmm. and kind of you know and and I get they're they're forming their personalities and stuff and you you know you can't control everything. Every even children are their own individual personality and stuff, but. You can kind of tell yeah. sometimes when there there's a little extra care in that
1: taken, and you guys have done Thank a you. wonderful job with that. Yeah, we try we we take different sides. I mean, my wife is the fun parent.
0: You're the fucking enforcer. I'm. Yeah, you are. I noticed that. I mean, yeah. we hung out on Sunday. Yep. And there was a specific moment. I forgot exactly what was happening, but your wife was goofing off with the kids, and one of your kids did something that was like not. Okay, It wasn't, like, bad or anything, but it just wasn't okay, and it, like, pissed her off. And she goes, why don't we tell Daddy what just happened? Go ahead. Yeah. And and you just sort of and, – and, and she didn't – your wife didn't communicate with you what had just happened. All she did was convey with her eyes. She just looked at you, and you looked at your kid, and your kid was just shut the fuck down, like, hard. Yeah. In a positive, like,
1: sounds like, like <laughs> right, it's because we beat them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, it's like, is that no. what the black eyes are from?
1: No, you yeah, know. I mean, <laughs> they fell down the stairs in air
0: quotes, <laughs> right? Um, no, but I mean, all, all it took was a look from your wife conveying like and and correct me if I'm wrong but her eyes basically said Jay back me up right now because child A is not doing what they're supposed to and I need you to sort of be on my level right now and you just shot child A that look again and child A just said oh fuck and got in line like real quick you guys had that communication it was all visual like literally was nothing was said
1: and we've never like we, we don't get aggressive with our kids we don't yell at them we don't anything. It's just about we have a line of communication and we talk to them as much as possible and we have rules and I expect that to be followed. Like that's, Follow? And it's just about being conscious of, of the other person uh, and what they're doing. Like Even as kids, like the kids need to be conscious of, of how what they're doing is affecting the parent just as much as the other way around. Mm. And that's something that we really try and ingrain in them. And at the same time, like we, we also try and be as caring as and loving and and express that as much as possible as well but we we try and keep them in line but i swear to you we've never we don't get aggressive with our kids like i've never hit our kids ever in their lives have you ever gone down the road of spanking or anything like that really i've never had to what is like a punishment how do you punish a kid in a sweet way we i mean we do time out timeout but we threaten them with it i mean right. the number of times i've put them either one of them in timeout is like slim they're just good kids to start with right and that's that's really what it what it boils down to man how do you how do you i don't fucking know dude yeah, how, i have it's no just idea. luck i guess it's luck that you ended up with good kids i guess and i think natalie and i both bring different elements to the table of it and that's yeah. super helpful like she's really like like she will really sit down and explain to them like not just what they may have done wrong but what another option would have been and stuff like that mm. and really just teach them the difference between like what's right and wrong in a situation right but and they're super close to start with and that's helpful and they're they're seven and five seven and four he'll be five in a couple weeks but and it probably helps a lot that she works from home right Ge- yeah. generally for the most part and for most of their lives we both worked from home yeah. so there was like
0: having both of you guys around we
1: were both around all the time right and And there was never confusion about who was in charge or or what yeah but we also try and give them the freedom to fuck up themselves like right to just like make mistakes yeah like i can't i can't stop them from making mistakes like and i think that's something that that people really struggle with these days and i'm interested to see what kids grow up to be like when they can't Make mistakes because I know how, how like my youth affected me and my decisions and the things that I read a quote the other day on Instagram that was just like every kid that read at a high school level in elementary school is now dealing with crippling anxiety. Anxiety, right? <laughs> it's just I, like, can, I can see that. <laughs> of course, me up. but yeah. And now
0: we're in the well, I think we're starting to slowly get past the generation of trophy for trying. Yeah. Which is, f- which is fucked up a, a
1: whole generation of kids. I think it is, but it, I think a lot of people point at the kids, and it's like the kids weren't the ones fucking. No, no, no of course not. They're handing them out. No, um, but I'm afraid that that we go in, we'll end up going in a in a completely opposite direction where now right. kids are just afraid to try, right? Because they're afraid to fail, and okay. a lot of that comes from parents that are afraid to fail. Jeez,
0: and parents that are afraid to fail was probably reinforced to some degree through social media because we highlight yeah everybody's
1: eh, eh, social media is a highlight reel yeah that's what it is well it's also just like i think people try and protect their kids and you at a certain point like in an effort to protect them sometimes you don't fulfill like yourself personally like you don't follow everything you naturally want to do Mm -hmm. and you maybe go a safer route and like i I see that with a lot of my wife's students and um she teaches voice to high school students and a lot of times i mean the common thing that she struggles with is like kids who want to be performers professionally and be artists professionally and their parents won't let them is it because their parents are are afraid they're scared
0: Taking that risk for and 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 not
1: even them take not the parents taking the risk, but they're afraid of their child taking the risk. Well, I I think it's really easy. Like you want to put people in a bubble and keep them safe. Of course. Everybody really looks at. Well, what if this doesn't work and nobody ever looks at? Well, what if it does? What if it does? And that's that's something that we really, really want to try really hard to push towards our kids. I mean, obviously, both of us are pursuing. Our dreams are our, our our goals, um, and not not settling for anything to right. to try and be as fulfilled as possible in our careers. And listen, it's hard at times, but I love my job. Natalie loves her job. We wake up every day as fulfilled as we can be, and to just tackle the day. Everybody's so afraid of what might happen, and it's like you can't control that, right? The what ifs you can't control the what ifs
0: the what ifs and the fears and yeah. the everything else. Sometimes you have to take a risk, and I think a smart um, path, which you were just saying, is let let your children take the risks, support them in their in their risk taking, yeah, being there like kind of off in the distance, like ready to catch them if they fall but letting them explore the options of potentially taking a risk and if they do fail don't just you know run right in and give them a trophy for failing yeah. but like let them feel the fail a little bit well you're also but maybe you're... explaining and, and communicating and and sort of holding them through the
1: yeah, the feelings of failing. Well, there is also no way to feel growth if you don't put yourself in uncomfortable situations, right? Like then you are just staying stagnant. Like if you don't, if you don't try things, you you are not you are not going to go anywhere, right?
0: So, not only taking the risk, but yeah, just just trying.
1: Yeah, and one of the things we tell our kids, like one of the most repeated phrases we tell them is like, "You you have to be brave to do cool things." You have to be brave.
0: To do cool things. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And that's, I mean, from the time Violet, my daughter, who's seven now, was three, two, three years old, anytime she would get scared about something, it's like to do cool things and to live your fullest life, you have to be brave.
0: Right. And and a part of that is taking risks or... or,
1: or making yourself uncomfortable.
0: Making yourself uncomfortable and not worrying about the what-ifs.
1: Yeah. You can't. Hmm. You can't control it.
0: Fuck you for being so fucking well rounded. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> Thank you for this turned into Jay's TED talk, by the way. Oh fuck, that was some deep stuff, man. I don't even know how I feel about that. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna open another beer, but um, that those are the questions that I had for you, dude. Awesome. I don't even know where else to go with this. Maybe we maybe you want to wrap it up. You want to wrap it up?
1: I'm I'm good. Whatever
0: you feel. You like want to doing. fucking hang out. I feel like you're you're just getting warmed up. That <laughs> Probably. I mean, it, it happens now, often. Down now here. that I'm comfortable, I, right? <laughs> I, how can I how can I change that next time? Because I found that multiple times. Not only with uh, Eric from Mill Six, mm-hmm. but uh, I had Tank down here from A Taste of Cuba cigar shop. I had Buck down here. One of one, Monica's yeah. ex workers and stuff. And always after like the first hour. Everybody starts to loosen up and it's not, you're not even drinking. Like no. it's just a matter of having these stupid fucking things on your head, having this microphone in front of you. You have your computer,
1: you have this, you have that, you have all well, this people stuff. People love but to talk about themselves. Like do. that's one of the things I do with clients is when they come in is if you just ask them what the problem is and let them ramble on for half an hour about it, you'll, then they feel better and you can actually get to the, to the actual problem. What's,
0: I'm going to ask you a question right yeah. now and it's a little bit of a psychological question. Go for it. What's the most beautiful word
1: in any language? I don't know. Is there an answer to this? Yeah. Like, there's a specific answer. Yeah,
0: but it's not like it's not. It's well, just go ahead, just answer. Take this. I have no idea. It's your own name.
1: I've heard that. I heard. I've. I actually just heard that recently that people respond differently to their own name. Their own name. Yeah.
0: And I've been trying consciously, and this is, well, not recent, but through the past couple years ever since I heard that, for example, you and I are talking, I'll say your name a bunch of times because it makes people comfortable. It does, yeah. It makes people feel, like, connected. It makes them feel relaxed. It's the sound of your own name, and it's probably, you know, some deep-rooted fucking whatever. Oh, baby Jay, you're doing so good. That's probably the thing we've heard the most in our whole yeah. life. Yeah, you're right. But not so so through your through the years of like um I don't know, the the, the early years. Mm-hmm. When you're getting those accolades as like a little toddler, it's like, oh my God, Peter, you're doing so good, or Peter, doing so, you know, all yeah. that stuff. But you don't hear it later in life. So when you hear it and you hear somebody say, Jay, 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 oh, well, tell me more, Jay. Oh, what are you doing now, Jay? This and that. It's like, maybe something kind of triggers and. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? I,
1: I actually heard that recently, too. Did you really? Yeah, I don't remember where. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's true, I, I heard that,
0: and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna try to like work incorporate this into my daily uh, yeah. routine of saying people's names to them to them yeah to them. People love the sound of their own names; it makes them feel good about themselves. the thing that
1: like I've ended up the most successful with, and, and I'm genuinely interested when I ask this question. Is every client I just ask how they got here, like how did their career end up here? Crack that. Uh... <laughs> and they like people just love telling you their story, they do, and a lot of times they're super interesting. Well, I'll tell you, you
0: have this sort of business where when you're an auto mechanic, like some of your family is, yeah, they don't fucking care how you got that flat tire or how you fucked up the suspension or how this no. and that. Um, but when you're in a business where you actually have to get a little more into the psyche of someone. Yeah.
1: One of the first questions I ask is like what what's the dream look like? Like what's the goal? What's the goal? Yeah. What okay. how does this end?
0: Right. And I bet a kind of a standard response would be I want
1: everybody to like know when no. they see this logo. Not really. Like know. a lot of people have really specific end games of mm. of what they want. Like how how it how the best possible result that they can they can encounter i mean it also helps me because it's like how do i know that i'm doing a good job i mean what i do is completely subjective right
0: so, that's and you have to you, so part of your um expertise if somebody wants to hire uh, radical creative co mm-hmm. is that you are really good at getting a read on people yeah. and everybody communicates a little bit differently Everybody conveys their thoughts and emotions a little differently. So when you ask a couple probing questions and you want genuine honesty, it's not you're not fucking writing a report on them. You're trying to help them develop yeah. what it is that they're trying to convey. So the more information you gather from them, even if it starts from a story of them being six years old playing with Hot Wheels, mm-hmm. uh, you want to get that whole picture because
1: that's what's going to help you. Exactly and also remind them their that vision. like they're not the person buying their product uh, that's a good point yeah so you have to somehow tweak that you have say, to separate yourself from it mm. that's a whole nother it's not about your personal shit. subjective tastes
0: it's it's ha- like okay so now who are we trying to attract yeah who do you want to buy your product correct oh, damn that's complicated man yeah All right. <laughs> we're just I'm gonna wrap it up now <laughs> Before we like, I feel like I, I need to like smoke a bowl or something before we go further with this conversation. But maybe we'll leave that'll that be for episode another episode <laughs> That'll be episode two, part two of Jay Dugan. Um, I want to give you a minute. Uh, well, first, hold on. Before I do that, because I want you to end it. Um, I want to give a little shout out here because I talk nothing about this Trox Perpetual. It's a pretty awesome beer. I, I had this is my third one right now. Super amber color, kind of standard amber color. Um but, the label is pretty awesome. We never even got to
1: talking about that here. Take a look at it's that. It's cool. I like um, it. It's it's white, which is really it, it looks different. like a
0: hop that was maybe chopped in half with an infinity logo with some gears. gears inside. Inside of it. Like I don't know. It, it, I could go all over the place with this. Um
1: This is kind of like guitar picture. It, it looks <laughs> It, does. it is kind of guitar picture
0: Maybe. I mean shit. I could I could bust out some GM's right about now after a couple of these, sure. Uh perpetual. Holy shit. Cause of the infinity logo. Yeah, perpetual that's... Oh man, they did good there. Huh. I just picked up on that. That's yeah, nice. Look at that. See that? Look at me looking at the logo. I don't know what the gears are about though. Maybe just thinking or mm. uh, Hmm. Anyway. Good beer, Trokes. Good job on that. That was uh that was the beer. You know, beers in the basement. We're not gonna focus on just the beers. And again, shout out to Mill Six. That's the episode I'm posting tonight. Of course, if you're listening to this podcast now, you're gonna say Pete, that was the episode from six weeks ago. Yeah, well, guess what? That's what's happening. We got Jay Dugan in the basement right now with a Radical Creative Co. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to pass the mic over to you before we end it with any sort of promo or thoughts or well, whatever you got going on, man.
1: No what? promo, but I will leave you with one thing that has resonated with me greatly. Oh, fuck. And it is this quote, okay? I don't fuck For it you up. to remember. Oh, Jesus. All right, Remember? Go ahead. Are you ready? Yeah. A ship in harbor is safe, but that's not what ships were made for.
0: A ship in harbor is safe, but that's not what ships were made for. I love that. Mm-hmm. Because they were made to go out and explore. Live dangerously. There's risk involved in that. The f- that's a fucking good one. High five. Brother. High five. That was, <laughs> I feel like I could have gotten a little more yeah, satisfied. That was kind of a I'm Try satisfied. that again. Hey, go ahead. Oh, there, there we go. go. Much better. All right, man. Thanks for coming tonight. Thanks for having me. No problem. And, uh, you know, give give a shout out to Jay. Find him on social media. Jay Dugan
1: or... At It's the Letter J on Instagram. Oh, right. Okay. So That's let me reiterate place.
0: that a little bit because that Instagram has tripped me up before. It's at, at It's... It's the Letter J. But J-A-Y. Correct. Okay. Like my name. At It's the Letter J on Insta. And all that good stuff. All right, everybody, thanks so much, and we're gonna wrap it right now. Trokes, good job. Beers in the basement. Cruel podcast. intentions. <laughs> Cruel intentions is it over? Uh, no. Still good. Oh, he's not dead yet. I hope I didn't. Does he die? Shh, fuck. Uh, beers in the basement podcast at gmail.com. Find us Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, a bunch of other ones. Whatever you'll find us. Thanks. Beers in the basement.